Now, I know that the left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement, if you suggest that the Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting ballots, with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. But they become hysterical because that's, that's what's happening, actually. Let's just say it, that's mm. true. This may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through, but it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come for you, and at this rate, they will. You're being replaced, and there's nothing you can do about it, so shut up! <laughs> the other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy, that's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. They were almost certainly working for the FBI. So FBI operatives were organizing the attack on the Capitol. Ask yourself if it's fair because she identifies as a woman for her to claim victim status. And the answer is no, it's not fair, but it's exactly what they always do. So if the question is, what's the capital of Canada? For the record, it's a place called Ottawa. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this very special episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. I'm Tucker Carlson. I bet this was the last place you expected me to turn up. Well, here I am and things are going to change around here. Let's get right into it. What role did the deep state play in having me fired? If I even was fired, why is the media controlled by just a few super wealthy people who may or may not be Jewish? And why are honest, hardworking white people being replaced by lazy, often criminal people of color? Here with me on the show to help tackle those questions and more is my lifelong best friend and advisor. He was the best man at my wedding and he'll be a witness on my divorce papers. It's Judson. Hello, Judson. Hey, Tucker. Good, good to see you, man. It's been a long time. I know. I don't think I've seen you since Harlan Crow's last illegal alien Hunger Games. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Judson, when you said you had a plan to instantly and exponentially grow our audience, <laughs> I had no idea this is what you meant. In my defense, I didn't think he was going to come with the same shtick that he had on Fox. So I, I, <laughs> I thought we had discussed this ahead of time and he was going to drop the act, but I guess not. There are men I might sell my soul for. Call me Brenton Thwaites. <laughs> but this pencil dick loser is not one of them. Uh, I'm still here. You know what? Let's just make it five for five, Tuckum. CNN, MSNBC, PBS, Fox, and now Facts and Friends. You're fired. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Welcome to this. Any potential white supremacist asshole voices you may have heard in the last few minutes were simulated, though... <laughs> They may have accurately represented some of the actual assholes views episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. I actually understand that that may be called into question later on, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yep. My name is Tino and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best as Andrew Tate's new private barista, but I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. But. I don't even know how to make an espresso. You just put a little lye and bleach in it. <laughs> we will get to that at the end of the show. Actually, I'm kind of okay. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I'll be. I'll, it's fine. So much to get to this week as we're back from a much needed week off. We're going to spend a good chunk of time later on going over our favorite story of 2023 so far. Tucker Carlson getting fired. I when I saw, I told everyone on Twitter that you were we were off last week because you were in the hospital with a at the time 28 hour erection after the news of Tucker's firing. So I just, I guess we all want to know, like, how long did it last? 
It lasted until he <laughs> talked again. <laughs> so a couple days. Okay. Once he opened his mouth, I realized, oh, Tuck's still going to talk. Yes, he is. That and a lot of pictures of vaginas. That, <laughs> that did the trick. Vagina therapy. That's not what yeah. I expected, I guess, when you said that's what you were doing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Well, we got to catch up on two weeks worth of news, none of which will include coverage of the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Sure. That's because I think the event itself is ill-conceived, especially in this sort of modern political landscape. You, you look at, like, the specious accusations of fake news from the right, and I don't think the White House Correspondents' Dinner helps that. It's a place for them to stroke their own egos for the most part. They call it the nerd prom. It, it's just their excuse to get dressed up and pat each other on the back for being White House Correspondents. But now right-wing people won't do it, so now it seems like they're cozying up with the left, which is already something they're being accused of. So I just think it, it's just a, a bad look. No, no. It, yeah, it's been a bad look for a while, though. Yeah. And possibly gave us Trump, Seth Myers. Thanks, Seth. <laughs> well, let's get this show started. Judson, recreational pot is finally legal in my state. Congrats. Thank you. Delaware became the 22nd state in the union to legalize recreational marijuana. What do you think? And I did look this up. I didn't put it in the notes because I didn't want you to cheat. Sure. Judson, what do you think the Venn diagram of states where pot is legal and states where abortion is illegal. Ooh. What do you think that Venn diagram looks like? I feel like there's got to be some overlap because there's some weird places that have legalized pot, I feel like. But it's not a lot, right? How many states would you would you guess? Two? Close. One. One. Okay, just one. Which one is Missouri? It? Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Yes. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. <sighs> so it is practically two circles that do not overlap. That do not intersect, yes, at all. <laughs> It's a weird dynamic to have pot legal and abortion not. That's a that's a very weird dynamic. Well, it'll probably be at least a year before dispensaries are open here where I am. But apparently, if you really want to stretch your weed dollar, Judson, the Minnesota State Senate is where you need to be shopping. I'm sorry, what? Any person can have eight plants at home. Now, I've seen some of the videos of DEA raids. <laughs> some of these plants are eight and ten feet tall. You can have eight of them. You can have a privacy fence made of these products in your backyard. Two ounces, just two ounces is equivalent to three joints. <laughs> that was Minnesota State Senator and man who knows the only thing he needs to know about pot, it's bad, Warren Limmer. <laughs> how lazy are these Republican assholes? Oh, very, very lazy. He could do a Google search? Some of them can't. <laughs> And, and the funniest part about this is that his argument is actually undermined by his ignorance. Two ounces of weed would actually make closer to 80 to 120 average sized joints. Yeah, I don't think he knows how much an ounce is. That's, that's, that was pretty clear. <laughs> Warren Limmer has never bought pot in his life. That, that is a, a cl clear indication. He doesn't know what two or three ounces of pot looks like. Well, of course, social media had a field day with the countless memes of joints the size of baseball bats and larger. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At Beezerism tweeted, This guy's rolling three fatties out of two ounces? That's my kind of legislator. Sadly, Beezer, no. <laughs> he's not ruling any fatties, and he's not your kind of legislator. <laughs> Honestly, it should really come as no surprise that Republicans who want to restrict a person's freedom to do something that's really their own business would know next to nothing about that thing. See, women's reproductive rights. It's very on brand. Speaking of women's reproductive rights, yikes. Not a, yeah, not a great week again. 
Well, it was a better week than usual. Between two weeks ago and last week, we missed some good news or, or good news for now stories, right? There were a couple, yeah. About a week and a half ago, the Supreme Court stayed a lawless ruling by a right-wing activist turned federal judge, Matt Kaczmarek. He tried to outlaw mifepristone, an abortion drug approved by the FDA over 20 years ago. You know, Judson, Matt Kaczmarek, the guy who withdrew his name from an anti-abortion <laughs> legal journal article right before his Senate confirmation process. Yeah, yeah, the one who basically lied about his positions, yeah. That guy, that guy. Yep. Well, as to the Supreme Court's decision to stay this bullshit ruling, to paraphrase the New York Times, the far-right activist Supreme Court chose prudence over unfettered Christo-fascist ambition late last week <laughs> as they opted to stay the lawless decisions of some Trump-appointed judges in lower courts. I feel like you took some liberties with what the New York Times actually said there. I did say paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. And I said judges because the Fifth Circuit upheld most of Kaczmarek's ruling, not all of it. Right, it was trying to split the baby in half there. So it took a little longer than needed for the court to announce the decision because you know, Alito gonna Alito, right? But we didn't know for sure. Like we, we knew someone, uh, or at least the lawyers that I follow said that basically the delay meant someone was writing a very angry dissent. Well, it started as someone was trying to convince others to join them, and then ultimately they landed on someone was probably just writing a dissent. I was looking at Ellie Mistal. He, he was saying that someone's writing a very angry dissent, but he couldn't figure out, you know, if it was Sotomayor or Alito. Figured it was one or the other. Well, that cranky fascist Alito wrote his dissent, the tone <laughs> of which most legal scholars characterized as, quote, whiny little bitchy is that a legal term of art i feel like <laughs> i think so <laughs> okay I think so. i'll ask my friends on strict scrutiny who yeah. never heard of me <laughs> clarence thomas also dissented but didn't offer any reasoning like he needed to rumor is he was too busy planning his next lavish all expense paid getaway with his sugar daddy cartoon villain billionaire harlan crow that tracks another good news for now right. republicans in south carolina and nebraska failed to pass yet more laws attacking the freedom of taxpaying law-abiding americans in their states though not identical both state laws amounted to a near full ban on abortion, but it turns out some Republicans may have noticed that taking away people's constitutional rights might not be the winning strategy they thought it was. I feel like I said this on the show at one point recently, like most of those guys, they're pragmatic. They see these things aren't popular. I'm sorry. Did you you've say got most? Some, you've got some did crazies. You most? You've got some crazies. Don't let me. Most of them are crazy. I don't think most of them are crazy. I think most of them are going, willing to go along with crazy as long as there aren't any consequences for themselves. But I think a big chunk of them just want to stay in office and continue to have the cushy jobs and assignments that they have and have seen the abortion issue as an existential threat to that goal that they have. I think that's the minority. These these votes are close. It is the minority that's preventing them from being able to pass them. Okay. A very small minority of their party. And let's be frank, once they've completely rigged voting, so they always win no matter what, yeah. these things will pass. I mean, these places are already pretty gerrymandered, so. But they're still working at it. This is one of their main goals, right? And they've, they've made incredible progress on rigging voting. And as soon as they're vote proof, fuck it, all this shit is passing. Let's move on. Speaking of an unquenchable desire to piss all over freedom and democracy, Ron DeSantis, Judson. <laughs> okay. Lucky for us, he didn't have a great week last week. I question if he ever really has great weeks. Trump has been coming at him hard in campaign ads. And when you roast the power by way of tossing Donald Trump's salad with your pudding tongue, <laughs> things might get a little <laughs> sticky when you entertain the thought of turning on Trump. I thought you were going to run some of these things by me before you put them in the script. That's not the worst one. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! 
Okay. Ron DeSantis was struggling big time in his primary race for governor of Florida. Polls revealed DeSantis was failing so bad, he was losing by a staggering 17 points. Then DeSantis was saved by the endorsement of President Trump. Trump's support was so powerful. Just two days after the endorsement, DeSantis took a commanding lead and it propelled him to being elected governor. I'd like to thank our president for standing by me when it wasn't necessarily the smart thing to do. You're welcome, Ron. Unfortunately, instead of being grateful, DeSantis is now attacking the very man who saved his career. Isn't it time DeSantis remembers how he got to where he is? Make America great again. Big league. So good. Build the wall. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. Like the Pudding Fingers ad from a couple weeks ago. This one's a little more powerful if you have the visuals. It uses footage from a Ron DeSantis for Governor ad from a few years ago that depicts Kiss Ass Ronnie as the most obsequious little bitch in all of MAGA land. I remember that ad. <laughs> you do. We played it a few shows ago or maybe early on in the season and we both noted this is going to come back to bite him <laughs> in the ass. I want to say that script felt like it was like someone prompted chat GPT to write a Ron DeSantis attack ad in the in the tone of Donald Trump. But it's also premature because Ron DeSantis actually hasn't attacked Trump yet. Sure. I don't get the feeling he's going to attack Trump. He has to punch back. That's his whole brand. But how do you punch? Well, I think his whole brand is losing fights. <laughs> how does he punch back against Trump, though? Like, how will that play? I don't see it going well for him. Three-time loser looking to be a four-time loser? No, no, no. I don't mean that. I know that there are plenty of ways to attack Trump. I just don't think attacking Trump is going to play well with the base, no matter what he says. He's I'm already not... being accused of it. Of course he is. I'm not saying he... I'm saying that I don't see it as a strategy that is going to work out well for what him. does he have to lose from attacking trump if he's already being accused if he already has the downside of it why not get the upside of it some of those attacks will land i don't think there's an upside for him i don't i don't see it i think in politics you have to fight back desantis has no path to victory if he can't defeat trump it's stupid of him to even be considering running why he's not gonna win against trump i think the rule is in politics when you're hot you run you don't wait because things change fast. I think you got to look at the landscape and there was never a path for him because Trump was going to run and therefore he was going to be second place. Well, I don't think president is the right job for Ron DeSantis anyway. I honestly think a better job for him is probably pass around party bottom at those DC GOP cocaine orgies. Because Dude. from Donald Trump to Mickey Mouse, I don't know if Ron DeSantis has ever met someone who hasn't easily made him their little bitch. I mean, like you said, his his brand is like trying to push back against what, what he like yells at the media and like tries to be a tough guy. To them. That, that's, that's like his one claim to fame with them. And... He's not even good at that, though. If you like, if you listen to the, he's played some of those clips in like attack ads or or, or pre campaign ads for himself of him like quote unquote standing up to the media. And really, if you listen, it's just people asking him really reasonable questions and him getting pissy about it. He's just, as you said, the legal term of art, whiny little bitchy. I think that's what you said, something like that. That was Alito's dissent. I'm not a lawyer, so I, I probably got I probably got it wrong. But that's more yeah. legal terminology. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I probably got it wrong. I probably used it incorrectly. But well, speaking of Mickey Mouse jackhammering Ron DeSantis from behind while with it's a small world. I don't. Were we talking about that? Who wrote that? <laughs> why did no one else say anything about that in our chat? I don't understand why I'm the only one who looks why at it. Why didn't you say something? I told you I wait for other people. To, I, I don't want to be the only one who shoots down your ideas. <laughs> Would you have shot that down? I don't know. 
It's not, it's not the worst thing you've ever said in the podcast. It's not. <laughs> well, it turns out Disney hasn't been all that happy with a tiny dick despot trying to weaponize government to attack capitalism and free speech, Judson. Go figure. I'm so surprised. That's right. Disney has filed suit against little bobblehead Ron in a federal court because it turns out attacking a corporation which heard the Supreme Court are people, oh, but attacking them for exercising their free speech might fly in the face of a little known amendment in the U.S. Constitution. I think it's maybe the first one. If it's not the second one, they don't know it. Not that they know that one that well. What's crazy about this ridiculous fight he's picked with Disney is that a governor of Florida probably couldn't pick a worse fight if they tried, right? Yeah, it's hard to imagine a corporation that would be worse to attack in Florida than, than Disney. Yeah, Disney brings billions of dollars and so many jobs to Florida. It's a huge part of the state's economy. This is like Clarence Thomas picking a fight with Harlan Crow. Yeah, which she just wouldn't do. Well, unless horseplay is one of Harlan Crow's kinks, then I guess Thomas would probably do it for a PJ or two. That's a private jet. <laughs> and also, with the one exception of increased ride inspections, every threat DeSantis has made against Disney would only serve to impact Disney's customers, many of whom... <laughs> are residents of his fucking state. Yeah. Well, the other Republicans are just openly mocking DeSantis. His own side has been delighting and piling onto DeSantis for basically shitting in his own jacuzzi. I'd also tell you what Asa Hutchinson said, but who really cares? Yeah, no, nobody. Speaking of shitting in one's own jacuzzi. I'm sorry, what? Although in this case, it's probably both intentional and literal. Marjorie Taylor Greene is back in the news, Judson. Again. Yay. It all started, well... It all started probably with alcohol and hard drugs during her mother's pregnancy, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but the latest insanity and idiocy started with MTG's own party had the audacity to silence her during a committee hearing. China is poisoning America's children, poisoning our teenagers, poisoning our young people. How long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. Scr no, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. You are letting this go on in the numbers. Well, no, obviously. actually, I want you to take the words uh, of the speaker down. So in uh, making a ruling on this, uh, it's pretty clear that the rules state you can't impugn someone's uh, character. Uh, identifying or calling someone a liar is unacceptable in this committee. And I make the ruling that we strike those words. It's, sorry, just a point of order, legitimate question. You're recognized. Are, are, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Did you move to take the words down or to strike them, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, sorry, I just stepped in. Point yeah, of order. take them down. My understanding is if words are taken down, that means that the, the member can no longer speak in whatever the proceeding is that those words were said. Personal inquiry, point of personal inquiry. That's, there's no, no such Stand thing. By just <laughs> Marjorie, I'd like to make a point of personal hygiene, if, if I may, madam. She's, yeah. I, I love shitting in the jacuzzi. The, my favorite part was the personal inquiry thing, and she got, there's, there's, no, there's no such thing as that. That's, just, that's not a thing. She knows nothing about how these things operate. <laughs> so she was not allowed to speak again at that hearing after calling a witness a liar. Funny story. She was silenced for breaking house rules of decorum while they were researching whether or not she should be silenced for breaking house rules of decorum earlier in that same hearing. <laughs> Mr. Secretary, do you believe that all of us have a responsibility to elevate our rhetoric and to denounce anti-Semitism and anti-police rhetoric in this country so that Jewish Americans and police officers can be safer? Congressman, I do. Thank you, and I yield back. 
The gentleman yields, and now I recognize the gentlelady from Georgia, Miss Green. That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy, and everyone knows it. But I move to take our words down. Completely inappropriate. Yeah, stand by just a second while we research the rule. Um, give me just a second. Point of personal accident insurance, Judson. <laughs> that woman is a fucking car wreck. <laughs> Sadly, MTG was only silenced for the one hearing. Well, so far. She picked up more or less where she left off in terms of classlessness in a hearing a few days later. Miss Weingarten, are you a medical doctor? I am not. Are you a mother? I am a mother by marriage. By marriage, I see. Um, and and you, my wife is here with me, so I'm really glad that she's here. Rabbi our, Sharon Klein. Ms. Weingarten. As not a medical doctor, not a biological mother, um, and, and really not a teacher either. So what you did is you advised the CDC. Mr. Um, Mr. Chairman, that is, that, I mean, that's a, a Excuse me, this is my time. Uh, you People like you need to admit that you're just a political activist, not a teacher, not a mother, and not a medical doctor. Gentlelady's time is expired. I, yeah. I, now, I now recognize Mr. Jordan from Ohio for five minutes. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I, I just want to make, just make note that um, the, the decorum of the attacks on the witness were unacceptable that the gentlelady from Georgia just did. And so it would be nice if we didn't attack the witnesses, um, particularly whether or whether, and making a decision about whether or not she's a mother. You are a mother. Thank you for, for, for being a great parent. Thank you. So Marjorie got some blowback for suggesting adoptive parents are not parents. It's shocking. Who would have thought that that might be offensive to some people? I actually thought you might want to defend her here, Judson. Why would I want to defend her? Well, I thought that you might point out that in her defense, she is likely only questioning the witness's qualifications as a mother because the witness is a lesbian, not because she adopted. It's like, you might want to defend her on that issue. I'm not defending her on that issue. <laughs> defend is probably not the right word. <laughs> I, I feel like she could probably feel like both things are wrong. Don't you? I don't think she thinks adoption is wrong. Well, it doesn't qualify her as a mother, I guess, is what she's saying. I disagree. That is not going to fly well, which he's trying to argue that adoption is better than abortion. <laughs> they don't have to be logically consistent. You know, we've gone over this. This is true. Finally, Judson, you know how every time we bring up how inconceivably stupid Lauren Boebert is, you mention that it makes you uncomfortable to point that out about her. It does make me uncomfortable, yeah. I noticed you don't do it with MTG. <laughs> oh, we didn't say she was stupid. We're about to. I would also feel comfortable about that. Marjorie had a drop-the-mic moment in the climate change debate this week, Judson. Yay. People are not affecting climate change. You're going to tell me that back in the Ice Age... How much taxes did people pay and how many changes did governments make to melt the ice? The climate is going to continue to change. And there is no reason to just open up our borders and allow everyone in and continue to funnel over $50 billion or however many billions of dollars or trillions of dollars to foreign countries all over the world simply because they don't like the climate change. No tax increases during the ice age proofs climate change is a hoax judson she got me convinced i don't think we have to have a contest on who's dumber in the house i just don't think that's necessary judson we literally have that contest going on in this show this <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I think we literally have that exact contest but they don't know about that contest but it feels like they it's do easy. and they really want to win <laughs> they are pulling out all the stops over there i guess fumbling a wired mic and dropping it into the jacuzzi you just took a shit in isn't quite the same thing as dropping 
sharing the mic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, FNFers, Tino here. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a new way to support the Facts and Friends podcast. You can become a supporting listener by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash factsandfriends, all spelled out. Between our hosting service, recording equipment, and editing and production software licenses, it costs us a decent amount to make this show for you. So we were hoping you might help us at least break even. So what's in it for you? Well, first of all, you'll help keep the show on the air. But wait, there's more. All supporters will get access to the Facts and Friends Discord server, where you can interact with the Facts and Friends community, including me and Judson. And a few lucky supporters may get to read some classified military documents. Judson and I are deeply grateful for any support you can give. And we will prove it by personally recognizing each and every Patreon supporter on the air. We're also re-releasing a ton of episodes from Judson and I's old show, The NPR Podcast. And those are exclusively available to our Patreon supporters. Here's a little taste of what that's like. There's a penis museum in Iceland. So they <laughs> preserve penises in formaldehyde. Oh, Yep, no. yep, yep. All shapes and sizes. They have penises and penile parts from all different animals, mammals, whales to bears. It started out as a joke and it grew from there, much like many penises we all know, I'm sure. <laughs> but actually, you know what? I- I think we have someone better to explain this. We actually have a correspondent in the field right now. I'm going to turn it over <laughs> to our correspondent in the field, Tino. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. The penis museum. I can't talk on. It's cool. <laughs> Bye. You should totally go see it. <laughs> so please do help keep the show on the air by supporting us over at patreon.com slash facts and friends. And if you already have, thank you so very much. I thought we'd use our second segment to talk about unemployment, Judson. Oh, sure. That sounds good. Well, one person's unemployment. Oh. <laughs> I'm referring, of course, to this guy. <laughs> it's so good that was of course Tucker Carlson my best friend (laughs) yes he actually sounds more sane in that clip than the most of the ones we play (laughs) does he and and that might be the first sound we've ever played of him in which he doesn't tell a lie that could be true. It's because I edited it, though. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you cut out a lot of things. I cut, I cut out some of the lies. We have actually talked about Tucker Carlson's laugh before on this show, and I thought I might share that with everyone. Oh, sure. The worst thing about that is it's like it's not even like an evil villain laugh. He's like crossed the line from like like decent mad scientist into yeah. like sidekick that gets off in like the first 10 seconds That's of the, fight. the laugh you hear as you're walking down to meet <laughs> Hannibal Lecter in that basement <laughs> prison. <laughs> It's just you, that's the laugh you hear from the other cells right before Tucker Carlson throws jizz on your face. <laughs> it's it's not it's not one that's like it's not the villain, not the main villain. He's not even like no. the main guy in his own. St- 
story. He's some henchman off to the side or some other, yeah, some of the When you're going to Arkham Asylum to see the Joker, he's the guy <laughs> like two cells down. That, the, that, the, Joker has, that the Joker has driven insane. <laughs> I stand by all of that. Yeah, that's pretty solid analysis, I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson getting fired. Just one note about this segment. I am not going to call the channel Tuckums used to work for, quote unquote, Fox News. While I'm sure I have in the past, today, I'll just be calling it Fox. More accurate. Unless it's a quote. It's also, and, and just so to explain, it's for the same reasons I won't call Trump's social media platform, quote unquote, truth social. It isn't true, and I'm not going to let them bend language to do their bidding simply by having that language misused over and over and over. Like literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll step off my soapbox now. And we can move on to the story. One of the reasons Judson and I didn't do a show last week is that it would have been an hour of me and Judson laughing and high-fiving. And, and, and trying to avoid talking about the boner. I, I, you know, I just <laughs> Would you be trying to avoid talking about it? <laughs> the uncomfortable pretense of not talking about it. <laughs> Before we get to what actually happened, why don't we take a second to acknowledge what almost certainly didn't happen? And for that... <laughs> Let's turn to the foremost U.S. experts in lying. In fact, they're so good at it, they turned it into a $787 million industry with several suits still to settle. So that number is very likely going to tick up. They made a lot of money off of lying, so they're able yeah. to pay out these giant settlements. Sadly. Of course, we're talking about Fox. Justin, would you read this very short press release they gave us at the beginning of last week? Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st. Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Starting this evening is an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. Now, everyone knows when you mutually part ways with someone, they find out about it in a three-sentence press release the morning they're supposed to tape their next show, right? I mean, everybody knows when somebody this high profile mutually parts ways, it was anything but mutual. That's not what the totally true press release says, Judson. <laughs> I saw people, like, vigorously defending the fact that he wasn't fired because that press release said they mutually mutually parted ways that's yeah sure okay fine <laughs> you can semantically pretend like he didn't get fired and there were multiple reports that tuckums was not only shocked by the news but furious no oh, and he found out like 10 minutes before that that was published like they, they announced right. it to everyone else 10 minutes after they told him. So what really happened? We know Fox just agreed to pay nearly a billion dollars to Dominion voting systems for lying about 2020 election fraud. Could that have contributed? Maybe. Did Tuckums just get too big for his bridges? Quite possibly. Did it turn out that Tuckums and his team were just too liberal with the C word? Also, how ironic is it for a c like Tucker Carlson to be undone by his own namesake? <laughs> just questions. Just asking questions. Yeah. Maybe tuckering a little bit. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. And I don't think he bleeped it. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't bleep it. Here at Facts and Friends, we do appreciate how offensive the C word can be to many, uh, especially in the United States. And we try to reserve it for the very worst people in the world. Exhibit. Tucker. The one you just saw. <laughs> and even the rare times we do use it, we bleep it and we put a dollar in our C word jar. Now, we've been on for almost three years, Shutson, and there's less than $10 in that jar. What, are you you taking money out, Tino? Is that... <laughs> No. Making change we don't in there? Say it What's that going often? <laughs> Most of the $10 came from introducing members of the Republican House majority this season, okay? That's true. That's true. Well, from what we're learning about the work environment over at Tuckum's old show, they didn't have a jar. They had a c 
dumpster. <laughs> and they apparently had to have it emptied of singles at least twice a week. <laughs> That's a lot. An alleged toxic, misogynist, racist, homophobic work environment at the now canceled White Supremacy Tonight with Tucker Carlson seems to be one of the prevailing reasons we're hearing for the decision to end the show. The show could better be described as who we hate right now and why. So the idea that they're toxic, misogynist, racist, and homophobic really is their brand. Could it be actually... Making you feel good about the people you hate right now? <laughs> I think it could. That, that's another good name. Because that's what they're doing. Also, my understanding is that there might be some receipts that's, uh, that could drop from this work environment. We're we talking like audio clips here? Video clips even? Text messages possibly audio possibly video so stay tuned yeah i'm hoping for the audio video i need i need i need some sound clips for this this we need some uh some drops here absolutely <laughs> there are other theories we won't get into them right now for sake of time so one thing we usually look at when a big news story breaks is just how calmly and graciously the average right-wing person responded to that news. And I'll say this, given how they boycotted Bud Light, I was actually expecting to see a lot of videos of gullible rubes gunning down their televisions last week. <laughs> Shooting their YouTube TV subscription. Yeah. How'd the right take Tuckum's firing, Judson? I mean, it mostly was... I mean, shock, I think, was just all across the media, right? Definitely. Everyone was surprised. The right, mostly, a lot of them, you know, there was like, you know, I stand with Tucker. Like, I think uh, uh, our friend MTG said that she'd go, she followed, where, I, where Tucker goes, I go, or something like that. Right before she called the Democratic Party a party of pedophiles on her podcast, which actually happened. That sounds, yeah, I, I, I totally believe that. Well, that is, that is a fact. Democrats are a party of, they are a party of pedophiles. And we're seeing an increase over and over in America. Half of that's true. We are seeing an increase over and over. Who actually gets arrested for it, though? Typically right-wing people. Typically right-wing people. Pastors. Right. Church leaders. Cops. Margie, why are you crashing Tuckum's segment? I'm getting distracted. I I totally believed you. You didn't need to play that. I got. I, I believe that she said <laughs> okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. You're, My just, bad. you're just like throwing bait out for me to, to get off Sorry. topic. Sorry. Well, Judson, you, me, and the mainstream media got the reason behind Tucker's firing completely wrong. So it wasn't Dominion or the C word. AOC got him fired. Oh, AOC did it. Yeah. Can you share the um, thinking behind that theory? Oh, yes. Yes, I can. Delighted to do so. Some, I don't know, DC Drano with a blue check on Twitter. <laughs> Isn't it funny how blue checks have just come to mean I'm a MAGA asshole <laughs> exactly, now? That's exactly what it means. The meaning has completely and 100% changed. I mean, at least before, like people who didn't have a blue check could be a MAGA asshole. Like I didn't have a blue check, so like I I, I wasn't one of those guys, but they were out there among us. Yeah. But now, but now like, that's just what every it means. blue check, you're like, yeah, that person, most likely an asshole. There's a few that I, a few that I follow that, that, that pay for for other reasons it's so that funny I understand. You know, there, there are people driving around in Teslas now that put bumper stickers on their Teslas that say, <laughs> I bought this before I knew. Before I knew how, how terrible he was. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's done the same thing to Twitter. Now the blue check mark means I'm a huge asshole. Exactly. So go ahead. What did, what did DC Drano DC Drano happen? with the blue check says, one, member of Congress AOC calls for Tucker to be kicked off Fox. Two, Tucker leaves Fox next day. If this wasn't 100% Tucker's decision and there was federal government coercion in the background, Tucker will make hundreds of millions from a First Amendment lawsuit. Freedom of press! Exclamation point. Well, he's definitely proved causation there, huh? <laughs> 
She's so powerful. What did a patriotic Suzanne have to say about it, Judson? She tweeted a meme. uh, She commented on it saying, deep state is in control now. Big mistake. Done with Fox. And it was breaking news about him leaving Fox News. Breaking Tucker Carlson is leaving Fox News. Here's what we know. Trending politics. Deep state saw him as a threat. A deep state conquered Fox. Like Bongino also gone. Fox is now almost dead to us as those left do as they are told or else. Jesse Waters is next, folks. Fingers crossed. Yeah, from your lips. Um, (laughs) Jesse Waters is misspelled. Watch as the deep state has Fox do as they say. Time to turn Fox off, huh? My opinion from Sergeant Pat. Oh, Sergeant Pat. (laughs) And hell, Megyn Kelly tells us he's not even fired. How? But they parted ways mutually. But Tucker's not fired. That's my information, that he still needs to negotiate the exit and that right now he's not free to launch a podcast or a digital show or negotiate with other employers at all because he's still under contract. They pulled his show off the air. They also fired his executive producer, Justin Wells. and. Though he tried to find out why, they wouldn't tell him. They refused to tell him why. I initially was confused by this clip. She's basically saying that like we didn't all read Fox's press release that said they had mutually agreed to part ways. But I think what she's actually saying there, or what she's alluding to, is that he's retained legal representation. And so he's not free to start a podcast or to do any of those other things because he's trying to contest his firing as being not... Within, in line with the, the terms of his contract. So you're saying that he's claiming he's still under contract, but he is not. Is I mean, that, I think he's I think he's claiming that so that he can challenge it in like in a lawsuit. So after several days of silence and what I have to assume were copious amounts of constipatory squinting, Tucker Carlson <laughs> finally released a video statement. It unsurprisingly played into this uh, hysterical conspiracy about the deep state taking over nearly all news media. Let's listen to a little bit of it. I, I, I have listened to the whole thing a few times. I, I'm not going to make you guys do that. Thank you. I might make you do it, though. Damn it! Judson. Political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe true things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. (laughs) I want to throw up. (laughs) Just him talking about truth and liars and having it 100% ass backwards is just, I mean, chef's kiss, Tucker. That's just, that's just everything you've done for the last however many years you were on Fox. You were telling me off the air, he knows he's lying. 
Oh, yes. Yes. So I uh, apparently uh, we were playing um, six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon, and I am only two degrees from Tucker, which fuck you very much yeah. <laughs> makes me three degrees from Tucker. You could be closer. I don't know. I, I mean, th- but through this pathway, you were three degrees. But yeah, so I have a friend of a friend this is like his best friend. Ugh. And the story I heard very recently was that, so he doesn't believe any of this stuff. He's conservative, but he's not the, the crazy kind he portrays himself as on air. And he actually laughs at his own show. It's purely grift. There's nothing about it. He's not a true believer. We had, uh, I know previously years ago before we got the text messages from the Dominion case and all that, we are wondered if he was a true believer or uh, purely a grifter. I think we got that with the text messages, we pretty much figured out he was just a grifter and this is a yet another avenue, I think, that confirms that those text messages are pretty genuine. And he doesn't he's been doing this for the money and doesn't care about the rest the money and perhaps the, the acclaim that he gets from the, his fans. I am so torn about whether or not I want to have that ability to just turn off who I am. Just grift the hell out of the, the gullible grift rubes. the hell out of people. Yeah. And go to, go about my life as a normal person with no guilt. I just, I can't do that. Could never do that. I could never do that. And it's like, would it be better if I could? I mean, you know, if we could, we would have already would turned be, this podcast into one and be oh, making yeah, no, We would be ridiculously wealthy right now if we could do that. We actually physically can't do it. I can I can barely go along with your bits sometimes. It pretends like we Sometimes can't. you don't. And we I, just sometimes I don't. I balk. Which is good. We keep each other on. We just can't do it. We just can't. But uh, Tucker, uh, Tucker can. I'm sure you're actually going to start hearing from a lot of listeners now that they know you have this power. Like, why didn't you challenge him on this? Wait, <laughs> you let him say this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> now it's your fault. Well, thanks for bringing me just that much closer to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Congratulations. We kind of hinted at Fox having maybe another card in their hand that might prevent Tucker from coming at them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So according to several reports, uh, I know I've read at least two stories from different sources, one Rolling Stone and one Forbes. Fox has been assembling a file of damaging information about Carlson for years. Well, apparently they have files on all their talent. Right. This one person, this one executive at Fox collects an oppo file on their talent. So, I mean, I guess in one sense, it makes sense to like ha- know what the bad stuff is so that you've got it so you can like deal with it if it comes out, right? Yeah. So this person, I didn't put her name in the notes because I don't know that any of this is actually true. Sure. But she has a reputation. She's the head of the communications department at, at Fox. She has this reputation for just being a kind of fuck around and find out person. Right. And allegedly she creates hoppo files of their talent. Yeah. It's a bad sign. It says a lot. A blackmail file. You're basically, yeah, you're developing blackmail files against all of the people that you pay millions of dollars to to be the faces on your on your uh, network. Well, they know they're lying. We started to hear that in some of the uh, court filings that came out from the Dominion suit. They know they're lying. Yeah, but uh, Tucker's, they got sued over Tucker's show previously, right? And they just admitted that it was just entertainment. It wasn't really news. Yes, that in a court of law, yeah. Fox claimed that no reasonable person could possibly consider Tucker's show to be news. And I agree wholeheartedly. The trouble 
being, of course, that we have lots of not reasonable people. <laughs> right, yeah, they're just not reasonable. Uh, and they vote. Yeah, the standard there is uh, is unfortunate because they're right, and yet they're also wrong. So the file is believed to contain complaints about workplace conduct. We touched upon that. Disparaging comments he's made about colleagues and others. And we're hoping more good, juicy stuff that we're going to find out. Exactly. <laughs> the Abby Grossberg files. Right. She's a former producer on that show, and she's filed two lawsuits against Fox. Part of that homophobic and misogynistic workplace environment comes from her. Not from her, but from her stories of how she felt when she was there. I believe she contended, quote, that she continued to endure a work environment that subjugates women based on vile sexist stereotypes, typecasts religious minorities and belittles their traditions, and demonstrates little to no regard for those suffering from mental illness. That seems like how I, I was. That's how I would describe Tucker's show. Yeah. yeah. We don't need you, Abby. We've seen this already. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you mean you just, the things he says on air all the time. It's one thing, I guess, to just do it to the American people who eat it up. And it's another thing to do it in the workplace where it's not legal. She's very much leopards eating faces energy right there, though. Well, Fox does deny that it has an oppo file, but Fox says a lot of things. Am I right, Dominion? (laughs) So the last bit of fallout is that some ratings have maybe dipped for Fox's misinformation network. Maybe dipped. Like 50% viewership loss, and it's affecting other shows, not just his. They should hire um, Dylan Mulvaney to come in and do an hour at 8 (laughs) o'clock. I would love to see that. Then they'd be shooting their TVs. (laughs) I mean, it would change the ratings game for sure. I'd watch. (laughs) I I would too. (laughs) I would like to watch, actually, a show of Fox News viewers watching Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, yes. Very meta. Host Tucker's show. Very meta. That's what I want to (laughs) watch. Get on that, Kid Rock. (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at the fault in my arse. Again, the fault, the letter N, my arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. The Facts and Friends podcast is independently created from start to finish by the two of us with occasional but valuable contributions from some of our very smart, very talented friends. Before we get to our closed topics, yes, topics, Uh I just wanted to ask that you, the listener, please take a second and consider helping me and Judson out by supporting us over at Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com slash facts and friends. And hey, if you can't spare a few bucks right now, we totally understand. Well, well I do. <laughs> Justin's actually kind of pissed about it. <laughs> That's right. That's me. Give us money or else. If you can't spare a few dollars, we ask that you help us by telling your like-minded friends in real life or social media to listen and subscribe like all the cool kids. <laughs> Another totally free way you can help keep Facts and Friends on the air is by giving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, a very special thanks to those of you who have already helped and continue to help. I hope you do know how much that really means to us. On to the close, Judson. So there's still tons of stories and topics that we didn't get to cover this week. That's what happens when we take a week off. Probably chief among them is the escalation of the rights all out war on transgender people. That's true. We're working on a feature for that very topic, which we will hopefully have time and space to do in the next few weeks. 
definitely before the season's over. It feels like it'll be in the news for a while, unfortunately. Sadly, yes. So that story is a little too complex and important to relegate to this small space we have at the bottom of the show for our close topic. There are, however, less complex stories we can touch on quickly. So let's do a speed round of what's left over. We just need to cover each story in 30 seconds or less. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Trisha Cotham. Judson, Trisha Cotham, the North Carolina lawmaker who switched parties for no believable reason <laughs> to give Republicans a supermajority in the North Carolina legislature. She stayed true to her campaign promise to her constituents by voting for an anti-trans bill. That's despite running on a pro-LGBTQ rights platform. So not staying true to her campaign promise. Oh, well, I must have misspoke. <laughs> I'd ask you to comment on this story, Justin, but we did learn earlier that excessive use of the C word can get fake news people fired, so she should probably just move right on. Yeah, we should. Yeah, next, next topic. <laughs> Okay. The Supreme Court, Judson. Remember last episode when we wondered why John Roberts wasn't doing anything about the rampant corruption on the Supreme Court? No. Yeah, because we didn't wonder. We didn't wonder that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually suspected his hand was in the cookie jar, and we didn't even know about the recent Business Insider report that a whistleblower alleges the Chief Justice's wife was paid more than $10 million by elite law firms for headhunter services. Oof. At least one of which of these law firms argued a case before the Supreme Court. Prior to Roberts being seated on the Supreme Court, his wife had not done any headhunting. Really? That's interesting. What a crazy random happenstance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andrew Tate, Judson, remember way back at the top of the show when I referred to you as a certain someone's new private barista? Yeah, I remember that. Well, we covered your latest employer and alleged sex trafficker, Andrew Tate, <laughs> on the very first episode of this season. Right. He was feuding with Greta Thunberg, yep. Yep. and he did such a bad job trying to trash talk her on Twitter that he got arrested. <laughs> That's right. He did. Well, it's glorious. The alleged sex trafficking might have had something to do with that arrest as well. <laughs> anyway, Tate is currently under house arrest, and last week, he was claiming he may have been poisoned. Can you read this tweet, Judson, without laughing? Possibly. I will try. Okay. This is from Andrew Tate. Go ahead. Face swollen, blood pressure through the roof, skin on fire, hard to breathe, some sort of severe reaction or poison. Only had coffee and water so far today. And he had a picture of himself, too. I he Obviously, did. we're audio only, but he looked awful. He I did look terrible. Didn't have any of the right angles for a selfie. I don't, I don't know. Worth noting, Judson, he rejected medical care. Your thoughts? If he died on the same day as Springer and Emmett Till's accuser, I might have reconsidered that religion thing. <laughs> <laughs> But he didn't, so I don't have to. Next story, The Little Mermaid riding the wave of positive publicity from the Facts and Friends Little Mermaid song parried a few days ago. <laughs> the, little, the new Little Mermaid doll that does not have white or translucent skin has become this week's number one selling toy on Amazon. Let the music play. We turn the frogs all gay so you would clutch your pearls. You're welcome, Disney. It's so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, we're just about out of time, so here's the rest. Don Lemon got fired. Thank you, CNN. Thank you, yes. Steven Crowder's divorce was finalized last week. He doesn't think she should have the right to divorce him to begin with. That's that's what he said. Donald Trump's rape trial is heating up, which in 2023 is probably a plus for a Republican presidential candidate. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. And a man in Texas gunned down a family, including an eight-year-old child last week, and Greg Abbott announced a $50,000 reward for the person who, and this is a quote from Abbott's announcement, a $50,000 reward for the person that, quote, killed five illegal immigrants. Yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, both of them, but family actually, gunned down in cold blood, and you're going to go out of your way to dehumanize them. Demonize them. them. Yeah. I'm sorry to end on that note, but... What the ever-loving fuck. Whoa, that was that a tone shift or what, Judson? That was a little bit, yeah. 
Yeah, you brought it all the way down. It's like one of those rides where we're like, ah, ah, and then just it drops. <laughs> Sorry about that. I should have warned you. You should have. Yeah. But fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And people and, like him. And I don't know if you mean Greg Abbott or the guy who shot the family, because I'm mad at both of them. Yeah. I, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. And also, speaking of drag queens, can, can we stop with the grooming stuff? Can you stop talking about that? Drag queens are not at a school to groom your kids. Stop it. And even if they were, most of them kids gonna get shot at school. It ain't no problem. Don't groom past legislation. Like they boobs gonna bother me. I'm like, I'm like Mitch McConnell. I ain't got no soul. Thank <laughs> you.